the World Cup Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by Winbet. Winbet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee and Virginia from boosted same game parlays to live in-game odds. Winbet is what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100, get a $100 free bet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. We're also brought to you by the SGPN Thanksgiving free roll. Everyone who hits a football bingo in our contest will win $100 cash and a $100 gift card to the SGPN store exclusively on the SGPN app. Welcome, everybody, to the World Cup Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford. I am coming to you from Newcastle upon Tyne, northeast corner of England. Um, it is round about five past ten on Tuesday. What's the date? The 20th, maybe? Um, 22nd. The 22nd, is it? Tuesday, the 22nd. Oh, good start of November. And we're here to have a little um, recap of what's going on today, but more importantly, make some picks for the games on Thursday, the 24th. Um, the delightful enthusiasm uh, in the voice there was Mr. Barry Pernaluna. Baza, what's happening? Yep, all good. Um, another day down. Um, bit of a mixed bag from us today, wasn't it? Um so yeah, we we get into it. We'll get into it. In terms of the yeah, it was a mixed bag. Um, I mean, we, we'll start game by game. We might as well get straight into it because obviously the biggest story uh, of the World Cup, and it was brilliant. Ten o'clock this morning, um, Saudi Arabia two, Argentina one. Absolutely amazing. I loved it. Um, it's just what the World Cup is all about, really. You always get one of these shocks. Um, Saudi were twenty to one on the money line to win that game. And pretty much deserved it, I think. Um, they got a dodgy pen. Argentina went ahead with a dodgy pen after eight minutes. Um, I think it probably was a pen, but it's one of these. You never know if they're going to get given or not for a holding at the corner. Um, and when that went in, you would have had your house on Argentina winning 5-0. And Saudi played a bit of a mad game in that they pressed really high. They ran around and pressed a lot. Um, they played a lot of good football. And then they played this really mad high line. Um and Argentina breached it about seven times. They were offside relentlessly. Scored, yeah. was it three disallowed goals? Yeah, three um, in the first half, didn't they? Three, yeah, three but they were right, though. And yeah. like, Saudi took a bit of a risk, a bit of a gamble, but it worked. Went in 1-0 at half-time, and then all of a sudden, five minutes in the second half, it was 2-1. Um, and then Saudi hung on, defended really well. The keeper was great. The two centre-backs were great. Um, and the Argentinians just looked a shadow of what what we expected him to be. Messi didn't do much. Um, Di Maria looked poor. Um, I mean, how does that happen? They win 36 in a row. They're going for a record. They're going for a world record. And this is against... Um, sorry, they haven't lost for 36 in a row. This is against all those top South American teams, Brazil, Colombia, Chile, Uruguay, all those teams. They stuffed Italy in that final, or whatever the hell that was. In June, beat them 3-0. And then they go out and take kids to Saudis and get absolutely rolled over. Um, I took the under two and a half, so that cost me. Um, well, no one won on that game, let's be honest. Unless you kind of, yeah. someone might have got lucky on both teams to score. But Yeah, I mean, I took say, Argentina to nil. 
as you say, when they got the first goal and then they had those few disallowed, in that period, you just felt this is only a matter of time. Saudis were playing well, but you felt like Argentina are going to catch them, as you yeah. say, with that high line. They were offside, offside, and you thought it's only a matter of time before they get the second and then it could turn into a little bit of a, a rollover. But um, it, I, think, I think Saudi were good value, as you say. Once they got to half-time... Um, you know, they, they, they come out strong. I mean, defensively, they were absolutely solid, weren't they? Yeah, yeah, they were. And for my bet, Argentina to win the nil, I, I felt the writing was on the wall quite early on because um, they were clearly going to go for it, weren't they? They, they were, you know, they were yeah. showing some good attacking intent as well um, and threatened a few times in our first half. And I thought, this looks a little bit ropey. No, no way was I thinking Argentina weren't going to win at that time. But I thought the Tanil was was certainly looking dodgy, and and obviously turned out to be the case. But I, I think they were really good value for the win. That you know some of the the effort, and it was just pure determination from him. You know, and yeah. How, was, how, and how long before the the tuna looking to to pick up one or two of those uh, defenders? <laughs> yeah, I did think that. You know, the bit of a, uh, there's, yeah. there's going to be uh, they'll just you pick what, up some. Yeah, good. Tell you what, I did enjoy. Um, I mean, everybody loves the giant killing, don't they? Yes. Um, so everybody's all over it. Everyone's favourite second team is now Saudi Arabia. And everybody has forgotten that it's unfashionable yeah. to like Saudi Arabia. And as a Newcastle fan, we know how unfashionable it is to have anything positive or, or any good feelings about any of it, anything like that. Um, so, yeah, a lot of people who absolutely hammer Newcastle all the time for you know having Saudis involved at the club are all quite happy celebrating a Saudi Arabia victory today and... That's exactly what we said last night. If it's your if it's your team, you wouldn't care. Like, but, you know, there's nothing wrong with not that. Rated. There's no, nothing not wrong with enjoying a Saudi Arabia victory today. It's enjoying football for football's sake. And yeah, you know, yeah, that's exactly what right. It is, but we're here to talk football and watch football, and and we all enjoyed that today. And there's nothing wrong with that. In the same way, there's nothing wrong with Newcastle enjoying our own resurgence. But uh, the, yeah. the the place to be this morning for winners um, in the Saudi-Argentina game was in the Discord channel. Um, we yeah. mentioned it a lot, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. It was vibrant this morning. There was a lot of people up uh, to watch the goat on both sides of the pond. I mean, I'll um, give you a shout-out, Malcolm. You absolutely nailed it. So in play, 60 minutes gone in that game. No cards given out. Yeah. And uh, we knew Saudi were up by that point, weren't they? Yeah, that's right. And you, and you said... Get on the cards here, yeah? over 2.5 yellow cards, because uh, Saudi are going to time waste, they're going to foul, it's going to be a lot of niggly stuff. And it just, you, as soon as you called that, a few people jumped on it, and there was one card, two cards, three cards. I think within 10 minutes, you'd cash that one. Yeah, yeah. Seven yellow cards, Saudis. <laughs> but in that last half hour, they picked up seven yellow cards, uh, and you, you absolutely smashed that. And a few people did, uh, did tell you what. Yeah, it was a price of plus 137 when I had a look at it. It just seemed absolutely unavoidable that that was going to happen. Either Saudis would start kicking stuff and time wasting, or the RGs would equally lose their temper and start kicking stuff. As it happens, it was the former that happened. Uh, Saudi just went a little bit mad. Everyone got booked. Seven bookings. And yeah, that cast within about six or seven minutes. Uh, yeah. I know Jong Lee uh, was on that in the channel as well. So yeah, that was a nice one. And then it was a few people, we picked up Saudi Arabia live at plus 325. Again, with about 25 minutes left. And that's the sort of bait you just think, if they can hold for 10 minutes, I might cash out and steal 10 or 15 pounds profit kind of thing. Um, and as it happens, the cash, I, I managed to get out in about the 92nd minute. 
um, paid about two to one. I think Jong Day had to, had to hold because they didn't have a cash button wherever he is in the world. Uh, and whatever book he was using, there was no cash out button. But he, um, so he rolled that over. So yeah, the Discord um, was live and kicking today. It's been a fun place all day. Um, the main problem after that was, Baz, we had to sit through two nil-nil draws. Um, first well, one... You, you had to sit yeah. through them. I had to, I had to work. <laughs> yeah, okay. I, 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 got uh, off, I got off lightly today. Um, I did I did see bits and pieces of it. Uh, and actually, I tuned into probably jumping ahead a little bit, but the polling game, I, I turned it on literally just as Lewandowski was lining up to take that penalty. So, yeah, I, I sort of dipped in and out of, of today and didn't uh, didn't have quite as much of, a, of an eye on, on those two games, thankfully. Yeah, so Tunisia nil, Denmark nil was very disappointing. Tunisia came out and attacked. Um, a lot of teams have them, these poor teams. Um, I've handicapped this pretty negatively. I've said a lot of these bad teams, all you know about Tunisia for years and years is that they sit in and defend and don't try to win. And they came out today and they're a breath of fresh air, same as the Saudis were. Australia went at it for the first uh, 20 minutes tonight. Uh, we've seen Senegal play on the front foot. So it's been really surprising. So I'm going to have to factor that into my handicaps a little bit. Uh, Tunisia came out and played really well. There was a big man in the middle. I think his name was called Loandi, something like that. He ran around like a lunatic. He looked like Joe Linton on steroids and he just ran over. Danish players. He made a tackle in the first half and celebrated like he'd scored. It was really I fun. Saw that. Um, I, did, I saw that tackle. Actually. Yeah. It was near the corner, wasn't it? And then yeah, yeah. And then he was pounding his chest yeah, and had the yeah. crowd going and all of that. I'm sure that it was, was like really good. Minutes into the game or something. Well, it was Ericsson. It was on Ericsson. Money sent yeah, it was. Yeah, so Tunisia will look dangerous all the way through. Denmark struggled a bit for creativity. Um, had some chances. Um, the centre-back hit the beans on toast from about three inches out with about 15 minutes left. How he didn't score, I've got no idea. And then right at the death, it looked like we're going to get the VAR penalty because the ref went to the screen and they always give it. And the ref had a look and thought, that's not a penalty. And he came back and didn't give it. Um, there were, all the players were sort of stood on the edge of the box, on the edge of the D, just waiting for the penalty to be given. And the ref was absolutely right because the ball came at him from a yard out, hit him on the right hand, bounced him onto his left hand, and by all definitions, it just wasn't a penalty. So I was saying that the ref did well there because that would have been an absolute kick in the balls for um, Tunisia if they'd got chinned by a penalty in injury time. Um, in terms of my bet, that was the, the, the better cash today. Um, halftime draw, which was um, a good plus money price, uh, 21 to 10, I think. Again, I did expect that one to be a slow burner. Um, in halftime, nil nil was just about right in that one. Uh, you, what was your bet in that? Oh, you took Denmark goals, yeah. didn't you? I, I had yeah Denmark to get a couple of goals, and see, I was I was miles off on that, um, as I was with the the Argentina game. Thankfully, it didn't. The, the bleeding stopped after that, but uh, yeah, <laughs> it didn't. It didn't um, go well there, yeah, Poland and Mexico after that was probably the worst game of the bunch, actually. Um, Ultimately, we were all over Poland. Everyone, it was a bit of a team ride, a bit of a, a bit of a network ride, actually, um, on Poland. I had people like Terrell were messaging me, um, Sean had tailed it, then everyone in the Discord channel. Um, and as it happens, Poland weren't very good. Mexico were probably the better of the two teams. Doesn't say a lot. Both sides were poor, frankly. But then it was a missed penalty. You've, you've already mentioned it. Lewandowski got a penalty. Um, and Ushua, um the Mexican goalkeeper, uh, making his 943rd World Cup appearance, um, went full length and kept the pen out. So, yeah, ultimately a missed pen cost us the 21-10 winner. 
But it would have been a lucky winner because Poland were rubbish before that. So you didn't miss anything in that. I think you pushed, Faz. You took Poland, draw no bet. Yeah, so you, I mean, that I worked look out. Back, look back at my notes from that game. And I think I got it fairly right. I said I thought it would be a cagey affair, low scoring, and really, really hard to pick with two of them. I had a slight lean towards Poland. Um, but wasn't quite as confident enough to take them out right, so, so went with the draw no bet. So nothing lost in that one. Um, you know, panned out how, how I how I thought it would, and, and one of the best number nines in the world missing a penalty lets lets us down for a win. But still not scored in a World Cup, Baz Lewandowski, yeah. uh, remarkably. And then tonight, um, France four, Australia one. Um, see, Australia came out on the front foot attacking. Uh, got a goal, which I didn't expect them to do at all. Um, after that, um, Australia held them for about 15 more minutes. France got two in a couple of minutes. Uh, got two more in the second half. Australia were poor, frankly. Um, they were really, apart from that first 20 minutes where they came out and had a goal, uh, they didn't show much quality at all. Um, France absolutely cruised, looked really good. Mbappe looked sharp, enjoyed watching him. Giroud, Again, underrated. Um, I think they said in commentary over here um, that people seem to be a bit snobby about Olivier Giroud um, because he's not Benzema and he's not one of these sort of uh, escalades up top. But he, he's been absolutely great for them. And he, um, his second goal tonight put him top of the French all-time goal scorers list as well, uh, which was a good effort. And again, I lost my under two and a half, but in the Discord channel, I mean, it helps no one. Now. Well, it helps people in the Discord channel. France to win both halves. Um, at a price of around about six to four. Um, I tipped that one up and managed to cash that. So, like I say, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. So that's where people are calling audibles and you might just find someone with a hot hand in there that you want to ride. So, um, and you've got this one over the line, Baz. You, you, you've had yeah, all yeah. variations of France. I, had, I fancied France. I fancied France to get goals. I fancied them in a handicap. And I, I probably paid it a little bit cautiously, taking the odds on about France minus 1.5. Obviously, could have pushed that to two point five, um, but also took France three or more uh, around the evens, and France four or more, which I think was about seven to two plus three fifty for them to score four or more. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, I've been fairly negative on about the Aussies from the start, and I, I didn't catch all of the game. I've been out coaching tonight, coaching girls team on a Tuesday evening, um, so although keeping an eye on the phone. Whilst trying to corral, 13, <laughs> you know, 15, 13 year old girls and keep them in check, um, kept an eye on it and came home, watched the last half hour or so of it. But um, yeah, as I say, it's been a bit of a strange one for me. I haven't haven't been able to quite keep an eye on everything. But uh, yeah, as I say, I, you know, took a took a win out of that, which which stopped the rot a, bit, a little bit, um, and and then we move on. We will move on. We're going to get to um, Thursday's games in a moment. Uh, I'll tell you about WinBet, our headline sponsor on the World Cup Gambling podcast. If you're ready to win money and boost your odds, WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. Brings the excitement of the win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards right at your fingertips with win rewards on WinBet. Um Every Thursday, 5 till 6 Eastern Time, is the WinBet Happy Hour. Uh, marquee games of the week, better odds at WinBet. Chance for a larger payout opportunity. Great promos, odds and payouts happening right now at WinBet. If you sign up today, you'll receive a special offer. Bet $100. 
to win $100. Loads to cheese from. Head to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know that we sent you sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offers of just a change. T's and C's at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough winbet is available. If you were someone who knows a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. So, Baz, before we get on to Thursday's games, uh, we're going to dip into the uh, lifestyle segment of the show. Um, anything going on lifestyle-wise with you today? Um... Uh, a busy day today. Um, I felt extremely uh, just all over the place. Busy with work. Try to keep an eye on the football when I can. Going away on uh, holiday, vacation, as they would call it, over upon tomorrow. <laughs> Can't reveal you away, because as you know, it's a mystery. <laughs> so, so I'm going on vacation with, with five on the last. Have we talked about this mystery yet? Yes, I think. No, not on the not I on think the we touched yet. on it. No. It's just uh, a funny anyway, thing to do. What you've I'm done is... Away. Yeah, go on. You, you explain, to the, explain to the readers what you've done. So there's, there's five five others coming away with me, um, and we booked this several months ago, um, but they have no idea where we're going. <laughs> Why? Uh, so, I'm not, I don't... So, I'm, so I'm not going to reveal it on the podcast because they might be listening. No, no. What I'm going to do is drop them a text in the, in the group chat tonight and just say, oh, please don't listen to the podcast because I might have dropped... Uh, okay. And what that'll do is get us five more listeners because they'll all. Oh, yeah, of course. They're all going to listen. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, tomorrow evening uh, we're meeting at London Stansted Airport and then Thursday morning we fly out. How do they know what money to have and stuff? I just I just sent them a bill. I just said, look, I've booked us flights. Oh, so you got, have you got all the money? I've booked everything. I've booked the flights, the hotel. But like cash and stuff, do they not need cash? Yeah, they've all sent us kitty for beer and food and all that. Right, stuff. okay, so you're doing all that. Uh, right, so the one question I've got is, Baz, why? I love it, me. I, you know I'm, I'm always up for shenanigans. Just can you explain why you've just decided to take a mystery just, holiday? I mean, I just invite, you know, fancy the weekend away with the lads, drinks, few few beers, bit of food. World Cup on everywhere everywhere you go, isn't it? So we'll, we'll be able to catch up with the World Cup wherever in the world we end up. Um yeah, and I'm, I so, I'm trying I said, so hard not to say what it is as well, sorry. Yeah, I know. So I'd, I'd said to them, look, I'll find us some flights. Are you up for it? And they were like, yeah. I said, what about if I just keep it quiet until we leave? And they were just like, yeah. So it was put out there as a bit of a joke, really. And then they all went along with it. So I thought, yeah, let's do it. So, That's um, good. I'm a big be, fan of that. Um, so we'll be speaking to you tomorrow. in the next 48 hours from somewhere exotic. Yeah, so uh, yeah, I'll be speaking to you tomorrow night from the airport hotel. Um, okay. And then we'll see how it works um, the next couple of nights. I know you've got someone else. I think we've got some some more guests somewhere who who might fill in for me. Yeah, um, or I might be able to join if we recorded earlier in the day. We'll see how we get on. But yeah, I'll, all will be revealed as to my location over the next. Oh, well, that's uh, fun, Basa. That's uh, that's a lot more fun than my lifestyle stuff. I I've, I have got I a couple to get of other things, not lifestyle oh, related, but but some <laughs> football things. So I'm. Took took some notes of uh, obviously the games, but also other observations of this World Cup and some interesting. Yeah. Uh, Barry's observations, we'll call this segment. Well, well, they're not all mine, to be honest. Few, all right, few, okay, we won't call it that. Come up in the old WhatsApp groups, and I think that's good material for the pond. They love, love that. So one thing we've made we, we didn't mention last night because I didn't know, but we should have mentioned for the Canada Belgium game. We made a big thing of uh, noticing all of the injury time. Yeah, in, uh, in all the games so far, 
And I'm really intrigued to see what injury time we get in the Belgium-Canada game because the referee is a Mr. Gianni Sikorsby. And you might remember Gianni Sikorsby. Oh, is he the fella who blew up in like the 84th minute in that African game? Oh, excellent. Tunisia v Mali, he blew the final whistle in the 85th minute. Yeah. Tried to walk off the pitch and everyone's like, you can't do this. Like, stop. It's not time. So he got a bit confused and and went back on. And then he blew up again with about 20 yes, seconds yes. short of 90 minutes. No injury time, no nothing. And there'd been injuries, penalties, red cards, everything in that second half. No injury time. 89 and a half minutes. That's it. We're off. And I think they got as far as the tunnel and then somebody from wherever <laughs> said, no, you need, you need to go back out here and finish this game. It's it's not on. And I think Tunisia just refused and at that point it was... Yeah, they did. They've been now, sitting in the... He's, he's made it to a World Cup after that. I mean, uh, yeah, that's pretty impressive. Crazy. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see whether he's uh, as enthusiastic as the other referees have been about adding eight or nine minutes on. But the other thing, his, his excuse for that uh, was he, he reckons he had heat stroke. Okay. Um, I found some quotes from him. He said he's seen people go on duties outside of the country before and come back in a casket, and he was very Ooh. close to coming back like that. He was yeah. lucky that he didn't go into a coma, uh, but he thinks God told him to end the match that day and saved his life. So if he's a bit so, worried about the heat... Did he did he end the match because the heat so confused him, or did he I end the match because he just wanted to go home? He was confused, but also okay. he got a message from God. Um, which oh, yeah, like, that's fair enough. But, um, you know, if you, if you don't work well in the heat, going for a World Cup match in Qatar <laughs> is a little um, So, yeah, that, I think that, that'll be an interesting one. I, I'm just amazed after a gaff like that and being all over everywhere, he's yeah. still considered, you know, good enough to... Um, thing. So that was uh, Jordan. What, game, what game's that? that? Belgium, Belgium, Canada. Belgium yeah. Canada. Excellent. So, oh, good, yeah. Look forward to that. Uh, and the other thing today, someone pointed out, was uh, the, the highlight of the Tunisia-Denmark game, which you said was quite dull. Yeah. Um, man of the match, apparently, was the cameraman, who did What's very it? well at finding lots of tidy tidy eye candy. Um, oh, I didn't see that, Buzz. Both sides, apparently, it was, it was a, I was told it was a mezze from Tunisia and um, just, just a feast of... Uh, that used to be a thing, didn't it? Like back in the day, that was a staple of World Cup. Ball goes out for a throw in, cameraman finds a fit bird. That was just yeah. how it worked. Like, well, apparently um, the Tunisia Denmark game was rife for it today. And and one of the lads in my fantasy football group has, has promised to uh, produce a glossy coffee table book, <laughs> a tidy, World, a tidy World Cup boilers from 98 to 2022. <laughs> so I'm calling him out on the pod tonight to make sure yep. he sticks to that. Um, he did ask whether our US audience would understand what tidy boilers are. But, uh, <laughs> Attractive women, but yeah, I mean, probably not. Uh, it's a term of endearment in the northeast. Yeah. yeah, it certainly is. Oh well, I look forward to that. Yeah. Um, oh, I missed all of that. Like I say, it used to be we used to play the. I mean, God, talk about a different time. Um, we it was like a drinking game we played uh, when we watched the Euros. When they when they cut away, you'd have to have a drink whenever they showed the tidy boilers, like. Um, but yeah, I didn't think that happened anymore. So I'll I'll, uh, I'll watch for that. I missed that. Um, yeah, I haven't got much to do. I've, I've been a bit worn down by the footy bars. Like seven games in two days. First of all, I swapped ends on the sofa, so I didn't want to physically endanger myself by staying up that end for too long. Do you know what I mean? Become all lopsided. Um, I did some physical jerks this morning to keep myself uh, to keep myself lithe. I got the uh, two kilo weights. I. Um, but I pounded those bad boys for a few minutes. 
And then I got my baseball glove out of my ball, fielded a few grounders off the wall. So I felt all right. I um, ate, Barry. I ate an avocado. Uh, you into that? No, not. Well, no. only if it's in, in a guacamole and on its own. Not for me. All right. I ate a mango. You into that? No, no, no. No, not for Barry. And I got through my... They're based. I got through my first tin of fish. I had a tin of mackerel, spiced it up with a bit of uh, hot sauce on there. And then I made a potato curry, Baz. Uh, now, I know what you're thinking. Potato curry, tin of fish, avocado and mango. Um, I've, had to, um, I've had to fire up the scented candles this afternoon because um, <laughs> I'm in great, grave danger of minging out the whole house. But I did um, tell so you the other day, Carl's, uh, Carl, Carl, who follows us, has been yes. um, on the... following you with a health, healthy eating. He did send me a picture. He was in the pub yesterday yeah. for the England game with a tin of mackerel, <laughs> a stick of celery. <laughs> Genuinely, I should, I'll have to share this on the Twitter, but stick of celery and some hummus and a tin of mackerel. So, um, you know, we're changing the <laughs> We are, mate. Yeah, we're, uh, we're single-handedly revolutionising the diet uh, of northeast England. He did have a pint of Guinness in his hand at the same time, I must confess. <laughs> yeah, so the scented candles have been uh, been going on full tilt this afternoon, so we'll have to see. Um, right, OK, so we make some picks, Baz, instead yes, of talking bollocks. Um, now then, as much as we weren't going to give any uh, clues away, as to the destination of your trip, Baz. The first game tomorrow is Morocco <laughs> uh, again <laughs> against Croatia. See what I did there, Baz? Let's um, see exactly what you did there. Uh, we Morocco v Croatia, 10 a.m., 5 a.m. Eastern time kickoff. Um, oh, some light movement here. I had Morocco up at 3 to 1. Um, they now went to um, 2.6. So um, a bit of, bit of money there. Oh, uh, the draw oh, is Malcolm. Malcolm, hold on, Hit hold me. on. What? Why are we talking about? Oh, sugar! No, I'm, that's the wrong day, man. You knobhead. That's why um, Switzerland I'm v Cameroon. I, I haven't looked at this game today, but I'm sure I looked at it last night. Come on, Malcolm. Yeah, you're right. Do you know what's happening? Scrambles today. Yeah, it is. I started a new jotter bars. I finished my yellow jotter because I filled it up, and I'm onto my orange jotter. So. It's a bit of uh, jotter open. And let's jotter, get... It's open. Jotter base confusion. So the first game tomorrow... All oh, right, so actually that means you're going to Switzerland, Baz, not Morocco. Um, right. Prices are Switzerland 4-6, to six, minus 138. Uh, roughly the draw is at 12-5, to five, um, a price of plus 240. Cameroon are the underdogs at 9-2, plus 450. Um, Switzerland we start with the qualified at the expense of Italy that's why uh, Johnny Junta's beloved Italy aren't here um, decent form in the Nations League they got a win away in Spain beat Portugal and Czechia they're another one of these second rate Euro sides um, you've got the top four or five and then you've got kind of a second division um we saw Poland today. Very, very similar, I would have said. Um, no, there's really no patterns or trends with regard to Switzerland. Um, with regards to both teams to score over, stuff like that. Uh, Cameroon, um, they beat Algeria in extra time to quali- qualify. I think it was a, a way goals, actually. Uh, and they did take out uh, the Côte d'Ivoire in the um, group stages as well. So, decent opposition. Um they haven't had over two and a half 
goal outcome, Baz, in 10 consecutive games in 90 minutes. There was a 2-1 in extra time, but 90 minutes, over two and a half hasn't hit for 10 straight games. Um, They've been struggling to score against poor opposition. Um, Switzerland aren't a prolific team, but just... Everything there was ticking boxes towards the under two and a half, but it's really sure the bookies are on to us. It's um, minus 163 um, is the under two and a half. I think this could be a bit of an ugly game. You see, uh, this is, I feel like I've said this relentlessly this week. And then I've just finished talking about how attacking everyone's been. First game, I'm back to the Dower. Um, I'm back to the Dower um, games again. So, um, we have seen a bit more from the, the weaker nations. Senegal have been okay. Saudis obviously were great. Tunisia played okay. I think the draw is live here. Um, plus 240. I've actually got a bit of a feeling for another nil-nil, uh, which is a price of seven to one. Um, so you can sprinkle a bit on the nil-nil, but I'll take the draw at uh, 12 to five plus 240. And just one other little nugget here. Um, Fabian Shaw is a player that we're familiar with. We call him the he's a bit of a Marks and Spencer Stephen Taylor um, he's a madman like he's calmed down a little bit now uh, that he's been coached and he just seemed to be a little bit calmer for Switzerland but he's always a yellow card candidate he's like he's one nothing incident away from getting someone in a headlock at all times Fabian Shaw he's 130 to pick up a book in tomorrow plus 333 um, and that is live at all times so yeah give me the draw um, maybe the nil-nil and have a look at Fabian Shaw to do something, Raj, and pick up a yellow card, Bas. Yeah, I mean, I, I think Switzerland are a decent team. I'd, I'd probably big them up a bit bit more than you. Um, they qualified well, didn't lose a game. Um, and let's remember, they're, they're pretty much the reason why Italy are not in this World Cup. Um, two draws, Italy and Switzerland. And if Italy had nicked one of those, it, it would have been a different story. Um but you're right, they, they are a proper mixed bag, aren't they? In the, Euro- in the Nations League, in a group with Spain, Portugal and Czech Republic, yep. they lost the first three games, they lost to all three of those teams. And then in the second part of that, they went and beat all three of those teams. Yeah. Um, but that puts them, you know, their recent form a, a bit better. So they beat Czech Republic, Spain and Portugal in recent times, all by the odd goal. Um so I, I I think Switzerland are a decent side. I mean, I, I picked out the same as you on Cameroon. Lots of unders, um, but they have struggled a bit recently, haven't they? They're, I mean, they failed to beat Panama, failed to beat Jamaica, lost to Uzbekistan and South Korea um, without winning a while. Um, well, since qualification, when they you know won over two legs against Equatorial Guinea. So I'm I'm not I'm not that excited about Cameroon. Uh, but similar to you, I looked at the unders um, and I was leaning towards the unders. It's around four to six, isn't it? Uh, but I had a slight favour for, for Switzerland just to nick it. I, I, I've got more of a thinking of a one nil or something like that. Um, so I went for Swiss at eight to 11 only because it's slightly better than the four to six for the unders. Uh, so Switzerland oh. to win. Um, I did think about, you could push that Switzerland away and over to about 11 to 10 into plus money if you take it. Switzerland winning under three point five. Okay, uh, yeah, that's reasonable. We've had many. Uh, it's something I've, I've covered in one of the uh, the other games, to be honest. But we haven't had many, you know, other than the England game and the France game. Um, certainly, the France game, it, you know, it doesn't come as a massive surprise. There was goals in that one. 
Um, you know, a lot of two you know smaller goals in the in the other game. So so yeah, Switzerland eight to eleven's the, the pick. Um, but if you're looking to get plus money with that, tie it in with a, an under three and a half in the game, and I don't think you'll go far off. No, Baz slipping the term plus money in there uh, seamlessly. Yeah. Uh, beautiful, yeah. Baz. You're a fast learner. That's what we like about you. Uh, next up is one o'clock kickoff, which is a 8 a.m. Eastern kickoff between Uruguay and South Korea. Uruguay are four to six, minus 138. Uh, the draw is at five to two, plus 250. South Korea, four to one. Um, Baz, lead us off Uruguay at South Korea. Uh, yeah, so I, I've gone base mainly off um, Uruguay here rather than South Korea. I think South Korea can make a bit of a fight of it, but I'm I'm, I'm a bit of a fan of Uruguay in, in the current form coming into this. They did make hard work to qualify, and they, they, they lost a string of games. Were looking like going out, and, and they made a managerial change, didn't they? They brought a new guy in and That's won the true. last four uh, last four games in the group to qualify. Um, so really, really consistent since they made that change of manager. Uh, four wins to qualify. And then since then, they've had some good results. 3-0 against Mexico. Uh, it'll be Canada 2-0. Panama 5-0. Um, and they're not, they're not conceding many goals. I think they've conceded one goal in those last five friendlies. Um, so, they, again... Eight to eleven, a little bit short. Um, see, I haven't got too many notes for South Korea. I'm a bit, bit more rushed today. I've, I've been very busy and uh, I've just sort of picked picked what I could out. Um, I fancy Uruguay at eight to eleven, but it's similar to what I said before, I'm leaning towards uh, putting that in with the under three point five to get us up to five point four plus one twenty five uh, for Uruguay and under three point five goals in that game. Yeah, what you say about um, you requiring the new managers, it was Diego Alonso who came in for uh, Oscar Tavares, who have been there forever. And they've actually gone seven, won seven, drawn one, lost one under the new manager. They've got loads of stuff up front. They obviously Luis Suarez, we all know about Darwin Nunes, um, who's pretty explosive. Uh, Valverde, who's going to sit in um, the Real Madrid midfielder. So, yeah, they finished really strong in that section. Um, they've only... The, both teams to score in terms of trends once in the last twelve, um, but it was hard. You couldn't really pick a direction on that one because they either keep a clean sheet or fail to score. So it's not yeah. like they were responsible for for everything. Um, so it's really hard to to try and handicap Uruguay. I know they have been kind of the sexy dark horse pick, along with Denmark. By the way, uh, Denmark and Uruguay were the two teams that all the sharps were talking about, and we saw Denmark uh, didn't blow anyone's skirt up this afternoon. Um, South Korea qualified easy behind Iran. Again, a form line there doesn't um, look too good at the minute. Um, but not much against other... Well, they beat the teams that they should beat. But then the best two teams that played recently, Japan and Brazil, they lost pretty comfortably both of those games. South Korea have only failed to score once in the last 10 games. Um, Hyungmin Son is top class. I think they can make a game of it past the same as you mentioned I don't think there's an awful lot in this. Um, the draw appeals to me at plus 250. But what I've picked out, Baz, um, we said the teams have gone attacking. So I've seen to change tack a little bit here. I've got South Korea to score first um, at plus 220. Uh, we've seen Australia do it tonight. Tunisia could easily have done it. 
Um, so even though they are slight underdogs, I think they're just going to have a go here. Um, so 11 to 5, uh, plus 220, um, Min Son can do something. And I've got South Korea uh, to score the first goal tomorrow in that one, uh, dipping into a different market from markets that we've been in so far this tournament. Uh, two more games to handicap. Um, I'll tell you about uh, Thanksgiving football, which, if you're not listening live, is probably happening in today. Um, so if you like Super Bowl squares, um, we've set up a fun bingo game on play action pools um, for Thursday's state of Thanksgiving football. It's free to join and play on the SGPN app. Uh, once you enter, you'll see your unique bingo card on your screen. I entered today. I have no idea what is going on. I hope it keeps score for me. I don't have to sit with a dabber and dab it all off because I've got no chance. Uh, whenever it touches down, we scored on Thursday. Check your card to see if you have that player. If you do, check the box. Um, if you get a bingo, you win $100 cash and a $100 SGPN gift card. Actually, it makes much more sense now I've read that than me just staring at my little bingo card earlier on trying to work out what was going on. So, yeah, we'll be double parking on Thursday with loads of Thanksgiving NFL uh, and the World Cup to watch. So, looking forward to all of that. Uh, game three on Thursday. Um, this is the, the last batch of teams that we're seeing in action for the first time. Uh, on Friday, it'll be round two of games and we can... We'll kind of start handicapping on what we've seen in the past. But um, the four o'clock game, which is an 11 a.m. Eastern uh, kickoff, is Portugal against Ghana. Portugal, oh, 1.4, uh, two to five, minus 250. The draw is at plus 375 or 15 to four. Ghana, oh, plus 750, um, six and a half to one, 13 to two. Uh, Ghana on the money line there. Portugal qualified in the playoff um, over North Macedonia, um, who had previously duffed up Italy. They've been up and down in the Nations League. No consistency at all. Um, both teams to score, no. They've hit six in a row, um, twice where they've failed to score and four times where they've kept a clean sheet. So again, very similar to um, Uruguay there. Hard to, put a, hard to put a handle on. And then the final thing you have to handicap in, is the all the shenanigans about Ronaldo? Um, he has been given the uh, the nine ten jack by Manchester United tonight. Had his contract terminated, so that's the end of him. Um, he said the right things. Of course, they've said the right things. We won't know what's happened until tomorrow, until uh, we see maybe half an hour of Portugal in action, or if something starts going wrong, whether or not they've got the uh, the guts to try and fix it, or if they're just going to. Down tools. Um, Ghana qualified against Nigeria on away goals in the playoff. Um, eight of their last ten games have gone under two and a half. Again, um, good sides that they played. Lost to Japan and Brazil. Same, same as South Korea we've just mentioned. They did beat Switzerland last week in the last warm-up game. I was struggling to find trends or patterns. Um, as far as the pick bars, I have to fade Portugal here because I've been vocal on them in all of our preview shows um, before in fact the Ronaldo stuff started I faded them that very first episode that we recorded before that news story broke and um, a lot of it was based on Bruno Fernandes's face which might not be the most scientific handicap you've ever heard um, but we just think if there was a team likely to fall apart we thought France were candidates with a lot of injuries. France came up with great tonight. Argentina have put themselves in pole position to be that team today. 
But I, I did fade Portugal. If they go out and win 4 0 on Thursday, so be it. I'll change my tune and I'll make my picks for games two and three. Um, but I'm going to take uh, Ghana here on the money line at a price of plus 650 baz. Uh, big fancy price. Let's get a winner with Ghana. Nice. Um, yeah, I, I, I struggled with this one a bit. Uh, it's just hard to know how to make a Portugal. They've got a hugely talented squad, haven't they? Just chock a full of. You know, top class players throughout, but then yeah, just I've, I've got the same as you. Consistency, there's a huge lack of it all the time with them. It's not just recent form. You know, over the years, it, uh, you, you always find huge inconsistency. So the Nations League, as you say, they had some good wins, four 0 wins against Czech Republic, Switzerland, um, but in amongst that, defeats to Spain, Switzerland, uh, the Drew with Spain. And similar in qualifying, you know, qualified all right, but then they've got drawing there with Ireland, draw with Serbia, the loss to Serbia in, in one of those qualifying games, and it's just, just a very, very mixed bag. But they, they have, as you say, they are hugely talented. It wouldn't massively surprise if they went out and hit three, four against Ghana. That said, I, I agree, Ghana can make it a difficult game. I think Ghana's in my my opinion, the best of the African sides, potentially. Um, so I haven't necessarily faded Portugal, but I do think Ghana will score. Um, uh, and I've just pushed towards the goals. I think you get close to even money for, for over 2.5 in this. Um, I could see I could see Ghana getting a goal and, and, and Portugal, you know, doing enough to tick that up the, to the over 2.5. So I've gone with the over 2.5. Price ten to eleven, um, whatever you want to call that in your American odds. That's that's oh, down to you. Minus minus one ninety one, maybe roundabout. Um, I've actually done myself out of, out of a point in my pick. Garner plus plus seven fifty, not plus six fifty. Price of fifteen to two. Yeah, so I'll take that extra point. Uh, you far more ambitious in your picks than I am uh, today. But uh, that's all right, Baz. Ying and Yang. We'll get this. Uh, let's say we'll get this first round of games out of the way. It'll be. Good to have a little bit of recent form to talk about. Yeah, and talk about what we've seen rather than what we're reading about. The, yeah, what happened six months ago in qualifying yeah, exactly. or something. Yeah, absolutely. Um, final game, uh, seven o'clock, two p.m. Eastern time kickoff. Sees the tournament favourites, Baz. Brazil uh, will take on Serbia. Brazil are two to one on uh, minus two hundred. Draw is plus three twenty. A price of 16 to 5. Serbia are 11 to 2, plus 550. Uh, lead us off with the uh, Samba boys. Baz, what are you expecting? Well, we, we, we talked about these in the episode one, didn't we? I know you've, you've tipped them up to win. I had them going out in the semi final against Argentina. And <laughs> one thing you would say now is if Argentina do end up qualifying and qualifying in second, it could massively open up that side of the draw for Brazil, um, looking at the wall charts and things. So it, it does open a potential of, of Brazil and, and uh, Argentina not meeting in the semis. Could could go further. Um, so, yeah, we, we know all about Brazil, don't we? We know uh, they're full, full of talent, full of goals. Um Serbia, I don't, I don't think are a bad side. Um, you know, they qualified quite well, uh, as I said before, against Portugal. They, they, they won Andrew against them in the group stage. Um, 
but it was a fairly easy group. Ireland, Luxembourg, Azerbaijan in that group. Um, they concede quite a lot. I think they've only kept a clean sheet once in those qualifiers. Um, and they came into this World Cup in, in sort of similar form last time round. Um, you know, quite good form coming into it. So I think they've won five of the last six. Draw against Serbia. Um, but around that, you know, some good results against Sweden. Um, who else we got? Slovenia, Sweden again. Yeah, I mean, they've got they've got some good form coming in. They came into the last one in similar form, failed to get out of the group and failed to get out of the group with uh, Brazilian, I believe. Um, so I think Spain, I, I think Brazil will win. Um, and I was just looking for the angle as to how you go. You're not, you know, you're not going to back Brazil on its own. Um, I think there the will be goals. You know, the last four friendlies have scored 14. You, you look at their qualifiers, they had four nils, four ones, three ones, you know, plenty of goals in the game. Um, but I've went uh, a little bit different. Didn't, didn't go for the Brazil goals or the handicap. I've went for the half time, full time, um, hoping for Brazil to get out of the blocks early in this one. And once they're ahead, I think they'll stay ahead. Um, so Brazil half time, full time is around five to four. Plus one twenty-five. Uh, that's the one for me. Well, Baz, um, I've got exactly the same pick. I've got it written down here: Brazil half-time, full-time, plus one twenty-five, um, five to four. Very, very similar reasons. We know Brazil smashed qualifying. They had that uh, goal record of scored forty, conceded five um, in a tricky South American section. They've smashed everyone in the friendlies. Um, what the last seven games? They've scored four, four. Four, five, one, three, five. Uh, so apart from with the little one thrown in there, threes the win we get. Um, and that's against opposition that aren't a million miles away from Serbia, really, in terms of quality. Um, Serbia took down Portugal in qualifying, sent them to the playoffs, doing well in the Nations League. Quite a few goals around, like you said. Um, the score and concede quite a few. Um, this was a struggle to try and find value again, which is why I ended up with the same, uh, the same bet as you. I think Brazil can get off to a quick start. Um, Serbia will be competitive because you've seen, especially kind of these Balkan nations, um, the, the, a lot of national fervour there. They never down tools. They absolutely try their hearts out. Um, Alexander Mitrovic playing well in the Premier League for Fulham. Um, Ex-Newcastle player, of course. He's going to be a danger as well. But I just think Brazil will have too much for them. Serbia will be, um, will have one eye on the Switzerland game. They'll know the result of that game as well. If Switzerland, Cameroon, um, draw particularly uh, than Serbia. I think it'll be sort of happy just to sit and contain uh, Brazil here, and they'll they'll have one eye on beating Switzerland to to pick up that second place uh, behind Brazil. So I think Brazil can get out to get out to a fast start. They'll be very conscious of not doing what Argentina did today as well. Loads of firepower in that Brazil team. It's absolutely ridiculous. Um, so yeah, Brazil um, half time, full time at plus one twenty five. Price of five to four. Um, just before we go, Baz, I forgot to mention this. Um, did you see the small argument I had in Spanish on Twitter with that lady today? No. Was it? Was um, this? Was this on your own Twitter? No. The, uh, SGPN. It was World on um, at SGPN. Oh, was it? Yeah, at SGPN World Cup. Um, halfway through the Argentina Saudi Arabia game, little notification. I mean, it's quite a new account, so. You know, we're getting some interaction, not tons. Notification popped up. 
big tirade in Spanish. I thought, ooh, and it was a, uh, a young lady. So I hit Google Translate, and um, she was complaining about VAR and the FIFA agenda against Argentina, um, <laughs> which made us. I thought she, she had like 60-odd followers and was following about five, about 50 people. So it's not like I really didn't get it. So don't know how um, she ended up on our page. Yeah, exactly. It was all a bit weird. So I, um, I mean, we are I getting people from far and wide, Malcolm. Oh, yeah, we need to talk been, about yeah, our, our little mate in a minute. So I've replied to her. I put, I put it in Google Translate and said, yeah, I see your point, but they've all been miles offside. And I stuck that in Google Translate. And she replied back about an hour later with something else. Um, I can't even remember. It was fairly argumentative. So I just put, I put something. I appease her. I swear, don't worry. I'm sure you'll win the next two group games or something. But yeah, what you got to... What, um, Barris is alluding to there is we have a little look globally at um, countries that have downloaded our podcast. Firstly, 53 different countries, bars people have listened to this rubbish in, uh, which is quite impressive. But we have noticed that uh, Nepal um, has, we think it can only be one listener. There's not four different people in Nepal listening to this. It's got to be one listeners. But that means it's listening to every show, Baz. Yeah. Somewhere then- up in Himalaya, somewhere. Um, he's sitting, he's sitting in it on a Himalaya, listening to me and you talk about football. Um, so if it is you, um, in your in Nepal, try and give us a shout. Come in, Dad, and all. Write in. Send us, a, send us a postcard. Yeah, SGP and World Cup. Follow us on Twitter and give us a shout out if you're our one Nepal listener. Yeah, we need a Nepali. Uh, we need a Nepali correspondent. Um, so yeah, that's. Um, yeah, we enjoyed that. I've enjoyed our little Napoli, man. Um, that's it, Baz. We've done it. Um, that is, that'll take us to the end of the first round of group games. Like I say, it's. Uh, I need to. Um, I need to get out and about live and myself up tomorrow because the seven games jade me. I need to change tactics. Um, but yeah, we get some. We've done okay uh, with the picks. We need to go through the gears, Baz, and start getting our noses in front a little bit more. But um, anything else you need to tell us before we crack on and let the people go? No, that's all. I'll uh, just. You know, keep doing what you're doing. Follow us on Twitter. Like and subscribe to the podcast. Give us a shout, share it about. And uh, we'll put our we'll put a reminder on Twitter up tonight for our picks for tomorrow, which we discussed in the last episode. Um but otherwise, yeah, just I think tomorrow's show it's gonna um we'll be looking at the England USA game for Friday. So we will have some actual American representation from the MLS gambling podcast as well. So it won't be a one-eyed handicapping of that game. We'll have some American stuff on there as well. So, yeah, thanks, everyone, for listening. Echo what Baz says. Uh, thank you very much, Barry. Thank you, everyone, for listening, uh, watching, reading, joining in. Um, good luck with all your bets. Until then, we'll see you down the road. Cheers. Mm-hmm.